Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I'm Sabrina Steerwalt, and I'm Everyday Einstein, bringing you quick and dirty tips to help you make sense of science. Climate change is a complicated issue for a multitude of reasons. Much of the science itself is complicated. The Earth's ecosystem can act as a complex loop, meaning that there are multiple mechanisms that can contribute both to the heating and cooling of the atmosphere. And as much as shows like CSI tend to depict otherwise, a scientific investigation doesn't always take a clear path from one neatly outlined conclusion to the next. Although, to be fair to CSI, they have to wrap up their mystery in under an hour, but climate change science has been around for over 150 years. However, a more complicating factor by far is that a person's stance on climate change has now become wrapped up in that person's political affiliation. In a 2016 Gallup poll, 84% of Democrats and 64% of independents claimed to worry about climate change, quote, a great deal or a fair amount, end quote, while only 40% of Republicans felt the same way. It is worth noting, however, that the percentages of independents and Republicans showing concern for climate change had each increased by 9% from a similar poll conducted just one year earlier. But lucky for anyone who wants to understand climate science better, or to decide for themselves whether or not it is a real issue with the potential to shape our future, there is one very simple and testable fact that lies at the basis of all of the discussion. Carbon dioxide is a gas that is better at trapping heat than other gases. Whether or not you think that human activity is to blame for rising carbon dioxide levels in the atmosphere, and no matter what your opinion on what type of role government should play in reducing those levels, the chemistry of the link between CO2 and temperature is a closed case. So how can we know that? And what can you do to test this result yourself? Let's find out after a quick word from our sponsor. Are you looking for the perfect holiday gift for your curious kid? Check out Science Expeditions, the latest subscription adventure from Little Passports. Each month, explore the world of science when a package arrives on your doorstep, filled with experiments, a comic book, hands-on activities, and more, plus bonus online content. Kids will investigate topics like forensic science, caves and crystals, Northern Lights and Magnetism, Hydrology, and Rockets. Go online to littlepassports.com slash everyday and check out all of the Little Passports monthly subscriptions, such as the World Edition, which teaches kids about geography and world cultures. There's an option for kids of all ages, and each is carefully designed to make learning fun. Little Passports makes the perfect gift, But be sure to order now so your delivery arrives in time for the holidays. Everyday Einstein listeners can find special holiday deals and get a peek inside the monthly packages 
at littlepassports.com slash everyday. One of my favorite things about science is that the answers to scientific questions are there for the taking. They don't care who is doing the asking. Of course, societal barriers sometimes exist to prevent us from getting at those answers directly, and we instead have to rely on the results of experiments conducted by experts. For example, I, unfortunately, cannot afford to run my own cancer research clinic. Nor do I have really any experience in my career as an astrophysicist to suggest that I'd be any good at it anyway. But that does not mean that I have to believe any individual article that comes across my desk telling me about recent progress in cancer treatments. I can choose to read peer-reviewed results from trusted sources and gather information from professionals who do run their own cancer research clinics to draw a conclusion pulled from the consensus of my own investigation. This is not, however, the case with climate science. The science that underlines the climate debate can be easily tested in your own kitchen without the need for fancy equipment or an entire clinic at your disposal. We don't have to just believe climate scientists, nor do you just have to believe me. In the 1820s, the French physicist and mathematician Joseph Fourier first noted that the sun could not be the source of the Earth's warmth on its own. He realized that the Earth should absorb some of the sun's rays, but then should re-emit them back into space, leaving the Earth cold. Far too cold, even for life like us. He even went so far as to hypothesize that the gases in the Earth's atmosphere played a role in retaining some of that warmth. Later, in the 1850s, the Irish-born physicist John Tyndall conducted careful experiments to test that hypothesis with different kinds of gases. The most prominent gases in the Earth's atmosphere, oxygen and nitrogen, turned out to not be all that efficient at trapping heat. However, water vapor, H2O, and carbon dioxide, CO2, were. It was later shown that methane, another atmospheric gas, also serves as an effective heat trap. Simply put, CO2 is transparent to the wavelength or type of light emitted by the sun, enabling sunlight to pass through mostly unimpeded. However, once the Earth absorbs this radiation and re-emits it, the CO2 molecules are opaque to the longer wavelengths of this re-emitted light and thus trap the radiation near the Earth's surface. In 1896, the Swedish chemist Svante Arrhenius further linked changing concentrations of CO2 in the atmosphere to warmer versus colder periods in the Earth's history. He later won the Nobel Prize in Chemistry in 1903 for other work in ionic disassociation. Now, you can take my and John Tyndall's word for it, or, as promised, you can test this for yourself. The only supplies you will need are two large, maybe two-liter bottles, each filled about halfway with water, two stoppers, two thermometers, a few Alka-Seltzer tablets, and a bright lamp that gives off some heat. Depending on what kind of bottles, stoppers, and thermometers you are using, set up your experiment so that you can track the temperature of each bottle with the bottle closed as much as possible to the outside, hence the stoppers. Place the Alka-Seltzer tablets in one of the bottles before closing it up, and then shine a bright lamp on both bottles. Leave your setup to sit for about an hour, 
Upon coming into contact with water, the Alka-Seltzer tablets, made from sodium bicarbonate and citric acid, create a chain reaction. First, with the help of the water, the sodium bicarbonate forms bicarbonate, which itself reacts with hydrogen, supplied by the citric acid, to form water and CO2 gas. The bottle with the CO2 gas present is more efficient at storing the heat from the lamp. Depending on how far away you place your lamp, how bright your lamp is, and how well stoppered your bottles are, you will see slightly different results. But like in this example experiment based off of materials from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, temperature differences as high as 9 degrees can be observed in as little as an hour. And for other fun experiments that can be done with just a little Alka-Seltzer, check out the product website. In case you still remain unconvinced, the universe has also provided us with a 4.5 billion-year-old test laboratory where the positive feedback loop of inserting more and more CO2 gas into the atmosphere has been left to run rampant. It's called Venus. Until next time, this is Sabrina Steerwalt with Everyday Einstein's quick and dirty tips for helping you make sense of science. You can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook or follow me on Twitter where I'm at QDT Einstein. If you have a question that you'd like to see on a future episode, send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. <laughs>